What's cracking, everybody? Happy Thursday. 3.11.21, 3.58 p.m. Out here in the dorm, Champaign-Urbana, Illinois. Uh, yeah, you know, I'm doing a podcast today at 3. So I've been in the dorm all day. So I figure why not just crank one out early, right after all the action happened. Without further ado, let's get into the uh, disclaimer. And, uh, you know, do your thing. You want to skip it. But, you know, I got to get to this. All right. I'm a student. Love the markets. My views. Not selling investments. Not a financial advisor. Not recommending anything to you. Do your homework before you invest. You know, if you don't do your homework, you're just gambling. And, you know, all investments are subject to potential loss, potential profit. Do your homework. Not a financial advisor. Not recommending anything to you. All right. So um, let's get into the action, you know. What was I watching out for today? I said, watch out for this 30-year auction. And, you know, the 30-year auction went fine. You know, there was no problems in it, like I was saying there was going to be, because I was just going off of the news and the action from that 7-year auction um, a couple weeks ago. And, you know, the market's fine. The market's recovering from it. You know, we, you know Biden officially signed the stimulus today. You know, whoop-de-doo, let's go. Another $1.9 trillion. let's freaking go. Going into the markets, coming out of nowhere. And, you know, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know how good that is for, for everything, but uh, nonetheless, it's happening. And uh, so the market today, you know, was in the green. And we were in the green for the, with the NASDAQ. We were in the green for the S&P. Uh, you know, all these big tech names up. Uh, oil was up, I believe, and same with gold. So, you know, no, pretty good day in the market. Uh, you know, no one having, you know, no, no, no trouble, you know, people shaking off all that, you know, inflation fears, but, you know, I don't really know how and why, uh, people are shaking off inflation fears if, uh, you know, yields are still up. How, how, why was inflation such a big deal last week? You know, the yields are on the same exact level, but now it's like no big deal and it's guns ho because we got the stimulus and, you know, we don't even know what the Fed's doing behind the scenes. So, you know, let's get into the action. The Dow is up 58 bips, S&P up 1%, and then I'll get you the NASDAQ number here. The NASDAQ composite was, we were, sorry, I got to scroll, up 2.52%. Russell 2K, 2.31%. Then you look at the Treasury yields. You know, we opened lower, and then we went up pretty much to the high around 11.12, and we stabilized. On the 10-year, we're up 46 bips on the day. So, you know, not crazy. Uh, the yields are settling down a little bit down here you know was still still up like about 60 percent on the year so when i say settling down up 60 percent in the year that's still pretty crazy to me you know in my expert opinion even though i'm not an expert and i'm not a financial advisor <laughs> um uh then you see the 30 year today was up 1.69 percent um and so you know the auction wasn't as good as people thought like clearly because the yields were up on the day but you know it was no 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 liquidity issues no plug plug issues like i, I suspected there would be uh, so interesting things all around. I'll dive into the the actual yield curve rates uh, in a minute here, but I just want to go through the whole action. You know, so gold actually was doing well. You know, when like the the shorter term yields, the ten year was a little flatter on the day. Thirty year was up, but gold like the miners were shaking it off. And you know, if I I kept saying last week that these miners around they would keep hitting this uh thirty. 30 like 98 level 31 dollar level and they would just rally off of it and you know so far we've, we've just gone up like one percent every day so it looks like we're we're there's a little little sign of hope for the miners here you know hopefully people seeing that there's it's too cheap for this environment and people are ro- rotating into the mining trade i mean i'm in the miners and you know that's one of my bullet most uh uh the positions that i like like the most these silver miners gold miners 
cop or anyone. Um, and so I think they're going to do really well. And, you know, I'm just holding that position. And that's going to be a long-term hold. And, you know, it's good to see it's up 1.91%, 2% shaking off the higher yields. You know, the yields are, then again, we're not out of control like they have been. Like when I'm talking about out of control, like 3% rises daily. Uh, you were, you know, only up about 1.5%. So but good is nonetheless good to see with gold. You know, I love when that thing goes up. And, you know, I'm, I, I got cut off like some BS right there. Uh, my 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 uh, laundry is ready right now, but you know I'm not getting it. Pisses me off that when I get interrupted during my podcast. So I really hope there's like not like a big cut off there. You know I just want to let you know I'm doing it right away. It's 4:03 right now. Um, yeah, I, 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 as I said, like I just want to whip out a podcast and submit it right away. Uh, that's how I do this thing. And you know the VIX today was uh, you know as I, I kept talking about we're holding this twenty two twenty three level. Clearly we're not holding it anymore. And I, actually I should go back and talk about the S and P. But uh, yeah, you know the VIX went like to the low around like twenty one forty five. Then we rallied about forty five cents. You know we're only down two point eight eight percent today. But nonetheless, you know volatility has been coming back down. So you know we could it could go lower, but you know. I, then again, I don't know. As I said, I didn't say this, but, you know, the S&P, Dow, NASDAQ, you know, around 12, you know, then this news about the stimulus came out, and, you know, rally kind of faded. Still finished up 1% on the day. And, you know, for the S&P, like, we did almost go to all-time high, intraday all-time highs, I do believe. But, uh, I mean, I think the thing is, is, like, we blew, I was talking about this resistance level yesterday. And, you know, we just blew right past it. And so, you know, that makes me question, is this a rally? Is this the start to a rally? I'm starting to think it, it, it definitely could be. You know, there's definitely, like, there, there's no reasons. The reasoning that I was so sure is just because of the crazy action going on in the bond market. And, yes, I, it definitely could be cooling down, but it's still broken. And there's still significant problems with it. The question is, is how, how will this stimulus, how will this Fed, uh, how will the reopenings impact the economy? And so there is the, the 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 market definitely could go higher right now, and you know with that. But the the way the markets keep closing is you know there's there's sell they like reach a point and start selling off, and so I mean this could go on for forever. But you know one thing about the Nasdaq is the Nasdaq was up two point five percent, and you know it was a strong day for the tech companies. So that makes me question like the like the now and S and P and. Uh, and Dow faded that rally a little bit, and you know the Nasdaq held strong. So it makes me question if people are actually buying this dip, and you know getting bullish on the whole reopening trade, the the economy. You know, there's a lot of bulls out there, a lot of bears as well. But um, we'll see. We'll see over the next couple of weeks. You know, tomorrow should be an interesting day because it's a Friday. You know, Fridays are big days in the market. And, you know, we're heading into this weekend, and I'm just very curious to see how yields are reacting, how people, what the Senate overall sentiment is. I know what the sentiment is for, like, uh, retail retail traders. Everyone's bullish as heck. You know, they got the fat stimmy coming into their wallet, their bank account, and, you know, they're going to put it in the market. What's the big money saying? I've been reading that there's a lot of puts out there. You know, big money, big hedge funds are hedging a lot. And, you know, it makes sense for do for for a good reasoning. I'm doing the same. But, you know, at this point, I'm not adding to my short positions. If anything, I want to go a little long, maybe buy some more gold. As I've been buying the dip in gold, you know, pretty much off of these lows. But besides that, yeah, I don't really know where the next move is. It looks like it, it's most likely going to be to the upside. But, you know, there's there are many uh, fundamental problems in this marketplace. You know, people just being fully, fully divested into, invested into technology, 
into you know these high high growth names and so what happens when the high growth names start to start to um do not perform as well then it's going to take place uh it's going to take it's going to affect the whole market you know the s&p is heavily tech weighted you know t- energy is underweight in the s&p 500 so what happens when people wrote to S- uh, energy from technology you know you're going to see these vang names take a big hit and it could affect the overall market just the, these are things that are in the marketplace and you know GameStop AMC still having good days today you know crazy flukes that are going on that make me question how legit all this is and you know I don't want I, this is why I'm not going in and chasing these names I know in like by the end of the year you know it's I'm not trying to call a top over here um by the end of the year we will see a market correction of 15 to 20%, maybe more. But when I see a correction of 15 to 20%, especially when I know the Fed has our back, like I I would definitely go in guns ho gun trying to buy that dip because you know the Fed hasn't formally announced that they've been doing QE or anything, but I've been reading as I said yesterday, they did 92 95.2 billion in um buying uh, government bonds and i was reading today that the, there is demand for the auction and the auction from american companies but there's not <laughs> demand from foreign companies foreign investors not companies too just like uh you know foreign central banks no, there's it was from american from the america the domestic economy not foreign economies they're not trying to buy our debt so do i see that as a long-term existential threat to the bond market and the market overall yes and do i think that it's like very bad that it's very underreported you know peter schiff talks about it i hear it on real vision podcast you know see it on some youtube videos but is it on the mainstream media no it's not and i mean i think if more people realize that you know people who own our treasuries are not buying as much or dumping them um, it's concerning. You know, I think that, like, it, it's a very psychological thing, this marketplace that we're in. And, you know, everyone is just so happy. You know, the, the, the whole coronavirus, you know, just worse year of our lives, I would say. Like, you can always, everything, life is great always. You know, you can always turn everything into a positive. But, you know, for a lot of people, it was just a really terrible year. But, you know, there's a lot of good things that came out of it. There's a lot of good things that came out of it. Not not, not people dying or anything like that. I'm not trying to shed light on it. But, you know, we'll, we'll come back stronger. I truly believe that. And I truly hope so, at least. Um, but... And so people are going to want to, they're going to want to go out and they're just in happy, like happy go lucky, going to probably go invest in stocks. And so it could create the, bu- the bubble could go up even higher. But I just think it's some of the, it, right now you got to ask yourself, <laughs> I said this before, you know, last year in March when the market was correcting, I would hear people come on CNBC and you know, talk about, oh, well, the market's actually nine months ahead and that's what they're pricing things in. So if they're pricing things nine months ahead from now, do they really think the market, the economy is going to be on a freaking roll, rambling on? Like, I, I surely, I surely don't think so. I think in nine months we are going to be uh, in a heap of trouble. Okay, you know, nine months from now would be December of uh, twenty twenty one. You know, I'd like to see where the market's going to be. The market's probably going to be flat because you know we're going to take a hit. You know, we'll probably rally into the end of the year, but it's going to be based off of Fed Fed help, and you know that Fed help eventually leads into dollar devaluation eventually leads to dollar collapse um you know just absolutely unprecedented times with this monetary policy and the, and the whole thing that's crazy to me is the fed acts like they know what they're doing like jay powell they like they act like this is a this qe is like a new thing is a is a policy that they know how it works and how to how how everything's going to happen it's like no you don't know how it's going to work because we've never done qe and we've never done qe for 12 years straight okay minus a couple like um 
a few periods within there. But every single time we got off QE, we had to hop on because the market freaked out. Um, sorry about that rant. Back to the back to the action. But it's just like, does the Fed, I don't like people are, put so much faith into the Fed, and you know I just don't think they have a credible track record. Um, you, you know they're just they say their job is you know to maintain fair stable prices and full unemployment f- full full employment full employment and it's like well if you want to maintain stable prices full employment then you should you should focus on stable prices and full employment i feel like right now that their their job and their their but they it's like stable prices consistent asset returns of above eight percent and full employment. And so they're trying to do all three. It's like you can't do all three, okay? You know, it's not and it's not a bad thing if there's a correction in the market. I'd rather be have a fair market value rather than trading way higher to higher multiple, higher valuation than everything's worth. Because because it, it creates more problems for everyone. And you know, I was reading today about the whole Biden stimulus plan and how it makes this lady bullish for the market. And yeah, it makes me bullish for the market, but because it's gonna and she's like and it's gonna address inequality amongst uh, African Americans and Hispanics, and it's like, look, I'm not getting political here. This is just how 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 economics works. You know, I, I wrote a whole paper, ten page research paper on uh, quantitative easing and the effects of it, and you know, effect one is inflation, effect two, devaluation of the currency. And the last one is you can never get off of it. So those are three main effects of it, of QE. And, you know, some people could say, like, okay, inflation is not that bad. Disagree with you on that, but no big deal. Okay, um, then you say the devaluation of the currency. Okay, well, the devaluation of the dollar is good for stocks. People say cheap, like, low dollar is good for stocks. You know, historically speaking, yeah, it is. But, you know, it gets to a certain – everything goes to a point when the dollar is completely worthless and, you know, it's at the all-time lows. It's not going to be good for stocks. And the last thing is is we can never get off QE. Yeah, as you can see, every single time the Fed tries to get off QE, the market panics. Um, and so that's not good in my opinion. And so what do all those three – like what is – so all those three things are effects of it. But what's the final call, call – like what's the final outcome of QE? My it causes wealth gaps. You know, if you look at you know, income inequality from 2010, around that area is when we started doing QE to 2020. The one percent has gotten significantly richer, and the middle class and uh, low income families they have actually lost their share of income. And you know why that is? It's because higher incomes tend to own more stocks. You know, what does QE lead to? It creates asset bubbles, okay? That's one thing I also had to say. It creates asset bubbles, and you can look at it. I've talked about this earlier on the podcast. You know, from, like, 1929 to, to like, uh, 1928 to now, average return is about 14%, I think, on the stock market. And if you look at it from 2008 to now, when we've been doing QE the whole time, if you go to the day we started QE, the market's up returning 25% year over year versus 14% on average. Like that that that's freaking insane. You can tell the market's on steroids. It's not double, but it's almost double. Um and what does that lead to? It leads to income inequality. You know, I mean I I, I, would, I would I think that low income people, people with low incomes should be investing in stock, but are they doing it? No. The the share of people who own stocks who are incomes I, I was like uh, I forget what the income level. I think it was under 40k, about 20% of them own stocks and then income level above 90k sorry, a hundred thousand. It's about like more, more like 80%. So you can see that, that, that creates a bigger gap in wealth. 
and you know people blame it on racism and all this stuff but it's like no you got to look the devil's in the details my friend so that was a long rant and you know, i took up a lot of time didn't even finish the whole recap of the stocks but i'm gonna go back to that you know banks down 29 bips technology up 2.14 percent tlt down 72 bips yeah you know bond you know but was not a, like a great day for the bonds you know the yields are still up so you know bonds getting killed yet again well, not, they weren't getting killed but they're still down yet again energy up four bips tesla and these are this is like good sign like the good sign for tesla like it's rallying again up four percent like people are still funneling funneling into these names blows my mind um marijuana mj up six point eight seven percent soybeans up 71 bips wheat up 1.4 percent and corn up 88 bips you know ag stocks the inflation beasts they're always running it up you gotta love that gold flat on the day nine bips like just no movement on there really and silver down 29 bips you look at uh the arc fintech innovation up 6.33 percent just crazy people love this stuff and then you know copper have a day have a day copper of 5.36 percent so you know as i said yesterday like it's it's getting hit off the lows you know people want to invest in it so i think copper could just keep chugging along you know temporary pause in the action but you know she's back people realize that we're in a bull market for these materials um and you know, I, I stand by that. I think that materials, like I'm, I'm very bearish, but I'm not. I'm bullish on energy, materials, cyclicals. You know, defensive names that are going to do well. You know, this whole technology bubble is like, you know, some of these stocks will be affected. You know, as long as they have nice cash flow, then I have no problem investing into them. I want low debt companies because, you know. I, there's going to be a credit crisis, liquidity crisis, and you know the companies that are just taking on absurd amounts of debt, their businesses are not solid, are just going to be the ones that get hit. And you know there's a lot of zombie companies like that. About twenty percent of the economy is zombie companies, and it's only going to continue to get bigger. Riot block, uh, Riot blockchain. You know Bitcoin having a great day, up twelve point oh five percent. Should I have held on to it? Yeah, probably, but uh, you know no big deal there. I think that you know if you when you see if you see any market issues, that Bitcoin will take a hit with the rest of the market. And you know I really I think there is a correlation between assets and Bitcoin. You know people say that there is not. Um, but you know we'll have to we'll have to find out. You know that's that's how I think. You know I, I'm def- I definitely could be wrong. I've been wrong about you know the whole market, the whole treasury auction. But you know I'm not afraid to admit that I was wrong. Like <laughs> it's not like I'm p- positioning my whole portfolio around that idea. You know that'd just be crazy to put all your eggs in one basket. Uh, Jo up one point seven two percent. Gotta love that. You know today I thought about buying some coffee and I didn't. But, uh, you know, I, I definitely should. I want to buy it on a dip, but, you know, the question is now, will it be on a dip? Will it just be off of the races for coffee? I mean, I, I, as I'm saying, I love this. Uh, I love Joe, and, you know, I think that J.O. is going to keep rallying and, you know, have, have a great year. Because, you know, Americans, I, at least me, I love my coffee, and, you know, if the price goes up, I'm still going to be buying it. Like, I mean, that won't affect me. Probably stupid, probably stupid to me. I probably should be more conscious of it, like, but I don't really care because, you know, coffee is, you know, I guess it gets me going, man. Uh, GameStop down 1.89%. You know, crazy price action, though. Like the $40 swings. No, sorry, $50 swings. Low 232, high 281, open at 241. So just, you know, crazy volatility, crazy action. You know, not as much volume as normal. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's still crazy that GameStop's at two two sixty, down four percent after hours. I mean, you know, 
all these people in GameStop are just going to get screwed, and, you know, the government's going to regulate it more. Enough said. Um, AMC up 4% today. You know, they, they, they had good earnings, and I say good earnings, like, in, like, quotes, like, they had all right earnings, you know, less of a net loss for sure. And they're saying we're opening up all these theaters, but it's like, okay, like some of the, most of the States are going to have restrictions on how many people can come into the theaters. Okay. And then, so you're not going to get generate as much revenue as you were generating. And, you know, this whole idea that AMC is just like these theaters cost a lots of money. And, you know, if they're going to have to start selling off theaters to free up cash, I don't know. I mean, I really, I mean, I think AMC, it, it, maybe if it went to like $4, two, three, four dollars I would buy it for sure. Like maybe, cause you know, I think that they have potential, you know, like, I don't know. I feel like Americans love their movie theaters and, you know, it could, could survive. And I think that AMC has more, I mean, GameStop has, they both have potential, but you know, they're definitely like you, I need, I need them to be a lot cheaper, significantly cheaper. It's fake. The price is fake on it. So don't be invested and do it. Same with GameStop, you know, maybe in the future at at an insanely cheap price, go into it. But I, I'm not touching them. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done with the meme stocks. It was really fun, though. It was really fun. But you know, in the bubble bursts, I'll be saying, "I told you so." You, you know, the the get, not. A lot, I'll be like, they'd be like, there'd people would be like, "Why was there a bubble? Like, how could you? How could you not see that there was a bubble? It was so obvious." Of course, they're gonna say that after it happened. Be like, well, you, you, if you saw the action in GameStop, AMC, um, Arc Funds, Tesla, these companies that Riot, Blockchain. Bitcoin, these names that people are just throwing everything into because they're like, I'm going to get freaking 20% returns. The whole idea is I want to get rich quick. I was talking to someone yesterday about stocks and they're like, yeah, I just want to buy one thing so I can get like a 30% return on it and just be rich and not have to worry about anything. I mean, yeah, I mean, that would be great. That's like everyone's dream. But it doesn't happen like that. And you know how hard that is to happen? How unlikely? You know, it was super unlikely until 2020. <laughs> I mean, sorry, 2021. And it's because, been because of this cheap money, Fed printing money, and it's, inf- it's coming to the assets. The assets inflation, asset inflation is here. And it's coming first before ev- anything else. And, you know, this is a way to know that we are in a bubble. And, you know, when people say it's a bull market, we're not in a bubble. I mean, it just blows my mind. Uh and I'll, I'll get into this one rant that I'm going to talk about yesterday This from this video I watched. Um, yeah, LQD, the corporate uh, investment-grade bonds, you know, flat on the day, selling off into the uh, close. You know, not selling off hard, but, you know, off uh, off about 50 cents from the highs. And, uh, you know, high yield actually had a decent day. Still off in, like, the highs by about... Um, 30 40 cents but you know it's up 37 bips uh to say the last you know on the week we're up on uh high yield and you know on all uh investment grade bonds are up on the week so it's a good sign and like i mean you can't you can't you i just want to have a broader horizon i want to i want to see how the market if the market stabilizes the bond market stabilizes you know people start coming in and buying or if uh this is just a temporary pause do i think it's a temporary pause yes i do um, and, you know, I think the Fed is definitely going in there and manipulating with the market. You know, one thing I'll get into right after this because I'm almost done with the market recap, so I'll get into that in a second. There's like five things I want to get into. I need someone to be writing down my ideas for me. I'm thinking, I'm thinking of getting my friend Luke on the show, and he's going to start helping me out with this. But, uh, 
yeah, that'd be a great thing. I, I know I'm very disorganized with the, the with this. There's just so much in my head that I want to talk about. Uh, so yeah, Nasdaq up 2.5 percent. Good day on that. Russell 2K strong. You know these uh, small caps, small businesses. People are betting on them to do a lot better. You know, high demand for small business. People want to shop locally. Coming out of this, uh, coming out of this uh, quarantine pandemic kind of thing. But, you know, what I have to say about that is, uh, you know, this is, that's where the credit risk is. You know, that's where these these businesses have high risk of failure. <laughs> and, and you know, that's where some of these companies, uh, you know, like these high-yield junk bonds, you know, stay away from risky credit, as Warren Buffett says. And I, I agree with that. But, of course, there's going to be some small-cap winners that are just going to be great and off to the future. So, you know, you just got to be a great stock picker and, like, have your names, have your fundamentals, why you like the stock. And, you know, if you trust your gut, you're holding it for five years, then, yeah, no, more power to you. And I think that's the best way to be. So, you know, just be looking out for the winners. But I say that there's, there is going to be pain in the, in the Russell 2K for sure uh, to come. Let's see here. Silver miners up 2.1%, just like gold, having a nice day. You got to love that. And then, yeah, you know, the treasury yields, are, I already went over those. And, you know, the ARC uh, Innovation ETF up 6.18%. So, overall, pretty good day for the markets. Let's get into the seven-year action. So, just, sorry, the yield act, yield curve rates. Just something I want to note, note, excuse me if you heard that. So, basically, we're coming around, like, the high on the third year was uh, was on the eighth. And, you know, we're at 2.31. That's, where, like, the high we closed at. Um, on the yield curves, and now we're at two point two nine. You know, we had a five bip jump from uh, yesterday to today. You know, twenty year we had a three uh, basis point jump. Okay, you know we're only two two basis points away from the all time hot. Well, high will be closed on the twenty year. Okay, and then you go into the five year and the seven year, and now on the eighth these things peaked out. They peaked out at eighty six bips on the five year, and you know we're down to point seven eight on the five year, and on the seven year we peaked out at point one point two eight bips. Uh, and we're down to 1.220. So, I mean, the, as I said earlier, the Fed was going in and buying bonds, you know, from this report that I was reading. And where was the problem, the yield curve? Where was the, the treasury the treasury auction going bad? It's going bad in the five and seven year, uh, for the seven year auctions. And so possibly the Fed doing some operation twist there, possibly, you know, th- there's not really that much action here in the shorter term uh, T-bills, you know, since the 8th, we've stayed flat on the one month to about uh, three month. Six months actually down three bips, two bips. But, you know, not not that big of an action, I, w- I would say. So possibly yield curve control going on in the shorter term, like five to five to seven year bond uh, notes, possibly. But, you know, I'm not really here to, here to say that. It's just I'm just going off of the data that I've been reading, and that's a possibility. So. What I'm going to be watching out for is are the yields going to stabilize here? Are they going to keep rising? And if they keep rising, how how fast of a rate? You know, if we're going at three four percent daily, watch out, look out below. But if we're going at like one point five percent, like we've been doing, yeah, no, probably the market will, will 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 like it and do well. And it'll all come to a point is when the stimulus is priced in or not. If the stimulus is priced in or not, do I think it's priced in? Yes, I do, and I'm going to st- stick with that. But you know, this irrational exuberance, man, you know, people just are greedy and they're money hungry and this could go on for forever. But there's a certain point when, you know, the big money and the big boys are going to come in and say enough of this, we're selling everything. And, you know, 
it's a whole psychological thing. You got to think about this. People have all their money in the stocks and they see it down 20%. And the majority of people are going to get freaked out and sell. And that's when you come in and you buy because you're smart. Okay. And I'm not recommending that. I'm saying that's what I would do. (laughs) Um, But that's what the smart money does. You know, Warren Buffett, buy when others are fearful. So uh, that that's that's how I, that's how I'm thinking. You know, one thing I just want to talk about that I saw on CNBC. Cause I, I always look for news to like talk about on the podcast. You know, today was kind of light because the market was in the green. So you know, obviously everyone's gonna be guns ho gun happy about it. Um, and you know, for a good reason. You gotta love when the market's up. But I was reading that it says the student debt forgiveness debate highlights the gender gap in what borrowers owe, and it starts talking about how women hold two-thirds of all student debt in the U.S. And I'm just like, okay, well, don't more women go to college? So obviously they're going to take on more loans? And I'm reading in the article, and the article literally goes on to say, um, what does it say? Sorry. Well, it's true that women do, more women do go to college than men. See, women are also more likely to attend graduate school, which require more loans. And then there's a there's a direct quote that tells you that how many much more girls go to women go to college than dudes. Women attend college at higher rates than men and make up the majority of the loan borrowers. So how can you even talk about that there being a, a, a gender gap in the in what borrowers owe? If anything, it should be a problem that more men aren't going to college. But it's not, because it doesn't matter. It's a free market, free will. You don't want to go to college, don't go to college. Why is it even being discussed there's a gender gap? You know, there's no freaking inequality there. You know, if you want any, if you want equality, then have make everything equal for everyone. That's not how life should be. You know, there should be free will, and, you know, you know things happen. You know, more girls are going to college. They're taking on more debt. They don't have to take on the debt. They don't have to go to college. I mean, same thing with the dudes. It's like they, there's why they don't have more debt because more, more, more men don't go to college. It's like, how is that even relevant? How is that news? It's just the, this whole PC culture, man. Crazy stuff. And so the last thing I want to talk about is I watched this dork from BMO, BMO Harris on uh, Kitco News yesterday. Here, let me find this guy's name. Actually, it doesn't even matter what. Yeah, I, I guess it would, it would give me credit credibility if I had his name. Ah, uh, all right. I'm gonna go to YouTube and check and check the video history and like at, go watch his video. All right. Uh, yes, this guy, Ben Ben Brian Bolesky, talking about talking about how why he's so bullish and how the market is a beast and all this stuff. And he's had 30 years of experience, so he knows the markets. Hey man, very true. More power to you. You've you've been in the industry for 30 30 years on Wall Street. Like you've been successful clearly because you've been in the business for 30 years. Blah blah blah. But he goes he goes on to say that like we got into like the whole like the whole reason why we had crazy inflation in the 70s was because of like the Vietnam War and because of uh the debt that Kennedy incurred. And like dude, that's not right. The fa- the reason why we had so much debt is because of the new world uh uh the new like the the new like the revised new deal uh policies that lbj was putting in the new generation i think it's called i forget but you know what i'm talking about and you know that created insane debt on top of the war we were funding in Vietnam, okay? And he's like, we're the, the times from uh, the 1970s and this are so different. There's no parallels here. 
if I'm not mistaken, weren't people calling in March of last year, we are in a, I think Trump said this, we we're in an economic war against COVID. Like people, like the people are like the amount of like fiscal stimulus we've injected in the economy is, is the amount we would do during a wartime. So clearly, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. He's saying that people speculating on in, in, on inf, in, uh, inflation are just don't have faith in America. They don't know what they're talking about. He's like, I ha- I've been watching the markets for years. You know, there's no inflation scare. Listen to the Fed, and you know, I just think that you know people who are who are so accustomed to their way of thinking. Um, are going to get burned. You know, I, I try to disprove myself. Like I listen, uh, you know, I try to disprove my theories. Like I listen to bulls all the time and you know, I try to see like, okay, maybe they have a point, you know, on Bitcoin, I came around, you know, Bitcoin, you know, I'm not anti Bitcoin and I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit pro Bitcoin. I'm not putting all my money in it, but I think you should definitely have some for me, not financial advice, but but yeah, like I mean, this this guy, this guy, you just you, he go he has he sees no risks at all with rising rates or anything. He says rising rates are not a problem; it's showing growth, not showing inflation. How do you expect a sixty? How do you explain a sixty percent uptick over three months? Like that's just what I can't get behind. But anyway, uh, yeah, I don't really know why I had to bring that up in the pod, but it's kind of funny, you know. That I was watching this guy, I was like pretty late pretty late and i was just like what is this man saying makes no sense but uh yeah uh watch out for those yields watch out for the action tomorrow and uh you know we'll be back to recap it for you thanks for listening